Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos, I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about Arabian Nights. Beautiful, man. You've never seen Aladdin, have you? Hell no. No. There's a new version. I know, it looks hideous. Has your kid been begging to see that? No, he's begging not to see it. Oh, well that's... He wants to be able to sleep at night. <laughs> that's a no-no. Did you see Detective Pikachu? He saw it. You didn't You didn't no, attend? No, no. Not in attendance. I don't get to go to movies. I got I got to After the work. incident, you... I got to oh. work, you see. I gotta pay to get the money to get the tickets for other people. I don't get to get. Oh, what a life. What a life. Thank God for piracy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Aaron, um, this week's game, Arabian Nights, where do you stand? You know, you've got these different sorts of um, settings for, for fantasy. Mm-hmm. You've got your, you got your sci-fi, your space, Star Trek type setting, you got your medieval swords and sorcery, and then you have your sort of uh, exotic Persian setting. Mm. If you were going to rank your sort of favorite settings for for a fantasy, where would they be? Well, an interesting question, Bode. Uh You know, I think the Arabian setting is rather underserved. When I was a kid, you heard a lot more about the Alibaba mm-hmm. and, and all this stuff. Sinbad. You know, and, and because I, I remember as a child, uh, Persia and and the, and the Arab countries were very uh, exotic locales mm-hmm. that seemed like they were full of magic and wonderment. Right. You know, and then, of course, there's been lots of conflict and crap under the bridge. And so now you got, when you look at, the, at that stuff now, you're like, you're a little trepidatious, right? But the, the fact of the matter is they've got, uh, there's, a, 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 there's a, a style and a lore uh, that, it, that was built up around that, the romantic uh, version of the Arabian Nights and whatnot that is appealing. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it my favorite backdrop for uh, 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 reading? Fantasy or adventure. You know, it's okay. It's not my favorite. I like space, obviously. I like the medieval stuff, you know, the D&D type stuff. But, you know, D&D did have a Middle Eastern themed supplement or box set uh, that, that was quite popular. Uh, and uh, What was it called? I can't remember. I was mm-hmm. sitting there trying to think. I've got it. It's mm-hmm. a sad thing. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, some I like some games. I mean, Prince of Persia. I like the newer, the well, not the newest, newest. I haven't played them, but the middle newer mm-hmm. ones are pretty, were pretty PS, good. PS2 time. era sort of thing, yeah. You know, I thought they did a good job bringing it forward, you know. Uh, and uh, so, eh, it's, it's, it's okay. I think there's more could be done with it, to be completely honest with I, you. I think you're right. I think that the, the Middle Eastern, especially when I was a kid growing up, you know, we're so far removed in age that whenever I heard Sinbad growing up, I always just thought people were talking about the comedian. Oh God! Because I used to watch his his special all the time. Oh. It's hilarious. You know, uh, it's funny. I listen to a lot of old time radio shows. Sinbad not appearing on most no. of those. And when they there are several lands that they speak of in a very romantic tone. Mm-hmm. One of them is what I call Persia, which you know the millionaires, and the other one, amazingly and hilariously, is Cuba. There was a, there's a, Cuba need to get their act together down there, God bless them, because they could be making money hand over Oh, yeah. Fist. I mean, they were the, they were a tourist mecca they, and before they should the be, 50s. They should, yeah. and my buddy said the, 
the best night he ever spent on Earth was sleeping on a Cuban beach. How mm -hmm. beautiful it was. Uh, and hopefully someday we can all get along. And same thing with uh, the, with the Middle East. Yeah. I've heard nothing. Uh, there's tons of beautiful sights over there, things to do that you can't see anywhere else. We just got to work it out. But in, as a setting, I think it's a underutilized setting. But well, I mean, it's a sign of the times. We'll hash it out on this week's episode. We'll make it oversaturated. I don't know. So you did do me favors of that. <laughs> so Aaron, let's talk about what's been going on in the world of the Dreamcatcher, our man on the street. Dreamcatcher has been a maniac uh, the past few, the past a week or so. Now, admittedly, we didn't go over any news last week, and so uh, uh, DK has put up a bunch of stuff in the interim. So we're just going to go over these real quick. Uh, I don't think we talked about this mash of the sprite ands. Uh, this, I think we may have touched this. I can't remember. But he goes into Clash of the Titans, which I ought to say. Uh, have you ever seen the original Clash of the Titans film? This is the, what's the guy's name that's famous for the stop motion animation? Oh, God. You had something, something, something house, Israel house. Yeah, something, something like, like that. He's a genius. Mm -hmm. uh, this was the last big film that used his sort of animation, and it was awesome. And it stands the test of time. Love this. Have you seen this one? I have not seen any. Oh, it's Henry House. Henry, Henry yeah. Housen or something uh, like Ray Henry Housen. This movie, Release the Kraken. This is where you've ever heard that term. I've heard that. That's, That's This is the movie it came from, Release the Kraken. This was, the, they redid this movie recently, right? To, and it was not good. Mm. Listen, stop screwing with good movies. Do bad ones. Go back and remake crap. Mm -hmm. This was fine. This was an awesome flick. Uh, I liked every part of it. The Kraken was awesome. Medusa was awesome. The uh, the mechanical owl. None of this means anything to you, does it? Mm -mm. And so, clearly, the DK uses uh, Clash of the Titans as the backdrop to this particular game, which I believe was called... Pegasus. Yeah. I've never heard of this game, as usual. I've never played this game. Uh, and, but it looks it, it looks pretty good. Mm -hmm. Any game where you get to drive around on the flying horse, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down with the clown. I've always been that way. <laughs> Can you ever, have you ever ridden a real horse? Oh man. I don't know, I don't, I don't one know. Of my, one of my best friends growing up had horses. I don't know if you're ride an, an equestrian. Yeah. Is that the, that's the correct term? I'm an equestriest, baby. Are you, you, are you, I don't know what that means. So, the next uh, item on the DK docket, it's not hammer time. Oh. Ooh. Remember when you first heard that song? Yes, I was in elementary school and I thought it was the coolest thing I'd See, ever I, heard I, in I my life. I wasn't too fond of it when I first heard really? it. Really? Yeah, because it ripped, it totally ripped off. I was like, Rick James? Yeah. Uh, when I heard it, I was like, oh, it's Rick James. I was like, what the hell is this? What do you think about the rest of the MC Hammer oo Well, you know, I will say, I, I have, my heart has softened toward Hammer. And, and part of the reason is he's just such a goofy character. Mm -hmm. He's got those big pants. He danced around like a, a like a goofball. But you can't help but sort of I like love him. that song he did with the Adams family, the Adams Groove. That wasn't him. That was uh, you're talking about. Oh no, I'm thinking. I'm talking about the guy. Uh, the whoop, the Adams family. There it is. The whoop, there it is, guys. That was that had nothing to so do with the Adams family. So this is a family. separate song that he. I've never heard this one. Oh really? Oh I'm man, sure. he, he. They do what they want to do. I can do. I can do the whole thing. Maybe I'll do that as the Patreon song one. one man, one, one are you gonna do the dance too? Oh yeah. So, DK. Again, I like how he springboards from one thing. I, I know really MC Hammer has little to do with this article. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This is Crystal Palace. Uh, is this like a Crystal Castle? It's, it's, it's a platform. Oh, okay. And uh, uh, I've never again. I think this was in a, in a magazine, so your mileage may vary on that one. Uh, moving along, <clears throat> I moved too far. 
Uh, Jules Remit Blaspheming. Right there with Soccer Kid. Oh, yeah. There you go. I see it. And he, I, I haven't read this one. He's, uh, he got some hot action on this. Seven comments. <laughs> soccer Kid. It's funny this should come up. It's a time waste today's Christmas, headline. Christmas, yeah. Because uh, Soccer this Kid is uh, intertwined with, with, the, with uh, our fellow in this game. Uh, they're very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to check this one out. I have not read this one yet. This is one I haven't gotten to. Uh, I'm sure it's. It looks like it's about Soccer Kid, which we covered. Like, how long ago since we co- covered Soccer Kid? All the all the games run together. You know, Soccer point. Kid wasn't my favorite. I know you liked a lot I liked more than Soccer I did. I, you know, if you if if you're looking for quality platformers on the Amiga, Soccer Kid is near the top. I what? No. Yes. No, I don't agree with that. Well. I think you're. High. You're not really a platformer guy. What do you say? What my you're invalidating my opinion on platformers. I think the people know who the platformer guy is. Now let's talk about this last article. It's only forever, not long. This at is all. from that. This is from, that's uh, from Shadow, Shadow of the Shadow Beast. Beast. Yeah, that's true. But the, the game in question here, I believe, is is Agony. Agony. Now we have never covered this game. I don't believe, but I, I've played it many times. It seems like. Did you ever do a? We do Amigos play on this. I haven't point. played. The, you know, this is one of these games you always see it in the top ten of Amiga game, all time top ten Amiga games. This is a uh, this is a first. There was Menace joint, right? Well, DMA no. Design didn't they do this one? Well, I mean, but it's not. It's different than Menace. And this one, you play it, and you basically play the Psygnosis logo, mm-hmm. an owl, and you fly across the screen left to right. It's a shooter. Beautiful, beautiful shooter. Awesome music. But it is hard. Hard as nails. It's it's not it's not as hard as other games. Part of the reason it's so hard is because your guy's so big. Yeah. Uh, but but the graphics and stuff on it are just tippity top. We'll probably have to get into this one at some point. I'm sure we're going to get to it. This is this is on the AGSC list, so I'm sure that it will. This be coming and up Awesome are a couple games we've never gotten to that I would like to get to at some point. I I, I think Awesome is way better. Uh, yeah, you you really cheerlead this Awesome game, you and know, no one been, else seems to have played it. It's been killed every time yeah. I've tried to get yeah. get some action out of it. <laughs> so yeah, four offerings from the from the uh, man who never stops, uh, and they look like it's some good stuff there. Absolutely. Aaron, let's talk about what's been going on in this week in Amiga News. Big news of the week, Aaron. It's International Amiga Day. Mm. What are the chances that we record on International Amiga Day? The same chances that we start the podcast the day of the Amiga's anniversary. Now, when <laughs> I... That's true. Now, Sorry, when I, I first saw this, I think Pixels at Dawn uh, tweeted about this this morning, and I immediately went to the New York Times to find their write-up on it. Mm. I was shocked to learn that they didn't, they didn't report on this particular news item. Typical press. Yeah, yeah. Ignoring the biggest stories. Correct. Mainstream media. You know where to go. Correct. Um, Retro Computing News has the scoop. Okay. So they've, uh, they've got some stories with Jay Miner. They've, uh, they've got an AUI interview here. Uh, if you're looking to, uh, to do something to celebrate International Amiga Day, head on over to RetroComputingNews.com and uh, check out their coverage of International Amiga Day. In honor of International Amiga Day, I played a crap load of Amiga today. There you go. There and you it go. was glorious. <laughs> Are there big news, Aaron? There's a new game in town. This, uh, this thing's is, been, I've been hearing about this game. Uh, this has a uh, Defender of the Crown Deluxe Edition level of hype. Because <laughs> I heard about this for like, it's just like it's up here. I heard about it forever. Right, right. This game has been years in the making. It's finally been released. Reshoot R. This is a game for purchase. I believe that, yes, the digital download edition. 
29.95 euros, 30 euros. That is far and away the most expensive digital download Amiga game I have ever seen. 30 euros. Now, what is what do you have to have to play this on? Uh, this is you need Looks a, like you have to have AGA. A20. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that is a that's a spicy Amita ball, as it they is. say. What to see? Is. Now I watched a little in-game footage because I had a feeling at some point our paths are going to cross this game, so I didn't want to like you know hose myself mm -hmm. on it, but. Uh, it looks pretty good. You know, it kind of reminds me, it's got that sort of, I know it's a different kind of game, but it's got sort of that Super Stardust vibe. It, vibe. <laughs> it's funny you should mention that, because that's the first thing I thought of. Really? Was, it's probably, it's the, the, it's probably asteroids, the meteors yeah. Yeah, that, are, that are flying around. I, I, uh, uh, it looks pretty. Mm -hmm. And so what's the, it's not, obviously it's not uh, super duper fast. So we'll just have to see how it goes. I'm sure we will come across this and, and probably drop down. Or how much did you say it was thirty euros? Thirty euros. That's for the digit. How much is the box copy? I think forty nine. I think I just get the box. Yeah. Because yeah. that's now. What what the exchange rate is these days, Boaster? Looks like the. Uh, I think it's about it's about one thirty. Wonder what the difference is between the signature edition and the pure edition. Let's see. Let's look at the pure edition here. Pure uncut game. Um. Looks like it just comes with a, a separate audio CD soundtrack. Uh -huh. And what's um, the other one come with that's more expensive? I think it just comes with the box. Well, maybe right. the other one's more expensive. No, the it? Signature Edition is the uh, less expensive version. Oh, okay. I got you here. So, well, I think I can probably go without that. I'm wondering if the music any good. I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, it's 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 on the list. Oh boy, thank you, Lauren. Uh, so yeah, what do you think about this? You watch some of the bit footy. Are you are you are you down with the clown? And what do you think about pay? I mean, to us, this is I mean, this is a straight up like proper game release. This isn't like uh, you know they're charging the big money. Right off the bat, this That's does this, this does not impress me. Is is a, is a game worth thirty dollars? Um, you know, we've covered several uh, several games that are much cheaper and much better. For example, uh, what was the name of that puzzle game that we played that was great? It was good, but again, we don't have not played this. I don't want to say that that this is much, that that was much better than this. I can I can just tell from that thirty second clip that oh, we just yeah, watched. Oh yeah, I was gonna say you can't appraise the game. Don't bury this game. You haven't even played it yet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna withhold judgment. I will. Say, I will not withhold judgment. If you're dropping, if you're first of all, anyone that releases an Amiga game of some quality in tw in 2019, complete with box, the whole kit and caboodle, I'm I'm cool with that. That's that's a okay. Not some kind of slop job, a real proper game. Uh, and listen, if the game warrants uh, an expenditure of, thir of thirty to forty dollars, I mean, if it's if it's straight up good, more power to you. I hope nothing but success. Uh, and we'll just see how. It's, I mean, listen, once you make a game like this, you've set a price point, you've got your dealio. After that, the game stands on fall. Now, its own I merit. will say this. This guy, I think this is a one-man show. I think, really? and, and I've read uh, in this indie retro game news article that uh, this guy, um, Richard Lowenstein, he's been working on this thing for literally years. Yeah, I've heard about this thing for a long time. So I don't blame anybody that wants to charge, a, you know, whatever they think is worth their time for this period of years, which is, a, you know, a labor of love for me. I'm not the biggest fan of shooters, and that probably has a lot to do with it. If this was a, you know, a really cool-looking role-playing game or something like, uh, something like a Zelda, like that Zelda fan remake that we're, we've been seeing on the uh, on the on the on the news here, I might be more down with that. But I mean, worthy. That's the worthy. worthy yeah. yeah, that to me, that was the epitome of you know, right price point with right product. That thing was what five bucks. Or something I think like it was that? about ten. Yeah, about ten. Yeah. Um, hey, listen. 
I will have a look at this, and it looks like something that's um, that, that's cool. I'll, I, you know, I'll yeah, pay the bucks. Yeah, if, if the if the selection committee chooses it for us, we'll, we'll throw down the cash for it. No it, questions because asked. Because it's, it's never going to go down in price. No, also, no. no matter whether it's good or bad, and and if maybe the box stuff's cool. We don't know what they got going. Plus, yeah. CD, right? Cool. It's funny. We should get that to come up because. Well, two reasons. One, I think Amiga Bill streamed, world premiered this like, did. last week. He did. Uh, and the other thing is, remember a couple weeks ago we did a game, oh God, what, it was a Star Glider 2, uh, and it came with its own audio It came tape, with a tape, yeah. And I got it finally. I was going to say, did that, did that finally come in the mail? So, <laughs> and I did not pay $50 for it, but I can tell you, but I did get it. I haven't listened to the tape yet, though, so I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, so not not a new precedent here. This is, a, this is uh, something that they were doing when Star Glider 2 was around. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, Laurent Giroux um, brings up a, a great question in the chat. He says, interesting remark, A.A. Ron, you done messed up. How would how much would you guys pay for an arcade perfect official version of, say, Super Hang On? Would you would you shell out real dollars for, you know, for any, any port? It's funny, Laurent, that you'd mention that. I'll tell you why. I was just an arcade and they had a twin Super Hang On there with mm. their bikes. Yeah, man. You know, now the kid chose to instead get on the uh, Snowboard simulator, but right? Who, yeah, yeah. Um, you can get a super hang on pretty cheap the arcade version. So, and I'm not the biggest fan of that particular game. However, here's the thing, Laurent, and this is what I'm saying about uh, this particular game. I will pay what if if the price is warranted. If I think it's a good looking title by God, especially as someone that's coming out of the coming from the ground, blue collar programmer working mm -hmm. by himself on an old machine trying to get some action by god I'd, I'd pay the money that's the way i look at it i like that we need we need quality software put out by passionate people you know and if they're going to charge if you're listening if and i know this from working in computers all my life you need to charge what your time is worth mm -hmm. i never did it i always took a bath on all these deals i did so if this game and the box and the all the cool stuff that comes with it is worth 47 euros or whatever, and people are paying that for it, and I'm sure they are, more on, good on it. Yeah. Will it be a good game that I'm into? Only time will tell. And hopefully it's a demo or something, but you know, if we, if we have to buy it outright, we just buy it, it giving, the, giving money to somebody who was actually out there doing the job. So I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, well said. Aaron, speaking of guys putting their nose to the grindstone and releasing, uh, releasing quality, content. Let's talk about Chrysalis Software and their game, Arabian Nights. All right, so Arabian Nights. Now, as we always do before we kick these things off, had you ever played this bad boy? Never. And I can't believe it. I can't believe that this thing, I, you know, I, I didn't do a whole lot of research because that's your bag. <laughs> I'm eager to find out what, if any other platforms, this thing came out on. Well, for starters, we have covered Chrysalis before. Yes, yes. Uh, if you'll recall. Now, they were behind, in fact, several times, actually. They were behind uh, such seminal titles as Hill Street Blues, <laughs> the uh, Manchester United games, a ton of those. So if, the, if you're into them, uh, a Euro football game, a game called uh, Prison. Did you like Hill Street Blues? The show? Yeah. No. I like the, I like the theme. Mm -hmm. That was about it. Da -da -da -da. That's not the theme from Hill Street Blues. <laughs> That's the theme from Taxi. Wow. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> you're a fool. And I never can tell if you're just an idiot or you're pretending to be an idiot. I guess either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, they also did Saber Team. Oh, we know about that, that, yeah. And Soccer Kid. No surprise there. Uh, so this was uh, 
this was published by Chrysalis and developed by them. Double trouble, right? So, um, the guy that, the, the men behind this, I'm not going through all these guys, but some of these guys are responsible for some of my favorite Amiga games when I looked at what they did. The coder on this game was a guy named uh, Simeon C. Uh, Pashley, and he did Shadow Warriors, which I, I thought was a really cool game. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit slow, but... What the heck? No. Uh, the musician on this was a guy named Matt Furniss. He did a lot of games and a lot of uh, arcade ports on the on the here on the Amiga, including Chase HQ, Cyberball. Cool. Uh, he did Hard Drive and Tubin. He Ultima Six, Shadow Warriors, and a ton of more stuff. So they did a ton of stuff. Uh, so you've got a pretty experienced team here. Uh, one of the graphics guy worked on Blastroids. Remember that one? Uh, and uh, uh, so you had you had a lot of people that did graphics and that did a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. So these guys, most for the most part, this is a pretty seasoned uh, outfit. Uh, this game was uh, released in two varieties, two different flavors. You had your straight-up ECS-OCS version, then you had the Amiga CD32 version. Now, for this time, for whatever reason, I chose to play the old version. The I chose to play that version because that was the WHD version that really? I had. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, play, I played it off disc. There you go. Um, so, you mentioned, did this get released on anything else? Answer, no. Interesting. It never got released on anything else. Uh, and, and which, uh, who knows why? Soccer Kid got released on tons of yeah. stuff. So you, one would wonder why that happened. Now, the Soccer Kid, did that come before or after Arabian Nights? I'm guessing it came before. I didn't okay. look at the date on Soccer Kid, okay. so somebody could probably back me up on that. Um, a lot. I will start out by saying uh, the uh, the fellow you play in uh, this game is Sinbad Jr. <laughs> now, Sinbad Jr. and Soccer Kid look eerily similar. That's all I'm, I'm just going to go there. They're very similar in the way they're the size, the way they look, kind of that cutesy look to it. Um, so, this game starts out with a wacky cinematic. This, you know what this reminded me of? I want to. We didn't talk about this. No. So I know what you're going to say. Right. But go ahead and say what you're going let's to say. say it, let's say it on three. One, two, three. Super that, Frog. No. No. That's not what I thought you were going to say. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. No. The correct answer is CDI's Zelda game. Oh. That's what the animation looks like. You know? And that's, that's a better answer. That's a good thing. That's a better answer. The guy that did Super Frog is a, is a, is a national treasure. Sports. Well, that's a typical Amigo Listen, reaction. No, it's not. Please, direct all hate mail to both. I love Mr. Schwartz. He's a genius. So, uh, the animation in this shows Sinbad Jr. Now, clearly, Sinbad Jr. hit the skids after his dad's success. Yeah. Sinbad Jr.'s the gardener <laughs> at the castle. That's what the hell happened to him? He blew all his money. All he got was his dad's sword and he's chopping grass with it. No yeah. good. No good. So, uh, the game starts off uh, with a... Uh, a cinematic of Sinbad, and he's he's oh he's looking longingly at the princess. He's right, like, man, look at this princess. That's my kind of girl. If only she would notice me. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens in these situations, right? Bowser. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> it might as well have been Bowser. A dragon man comes Ludo. down and grabs her and flies off. All right. So who's going to save her? Well, the gardener, right? No. Because the gardener is immediately arrested and thrown in prison. Right. Why? They think that he did it. This is sort of eerily similar to Prince of Persia. Yeah. Another guy who loves the princess and then gets thrown in jail and he yes. has to escape the dungeon. This is a much better game. Well, are you kidding me? Bo? No. You're starting off with a bad foot. So, at this point, you are Sinbad Jr. and you start off 
trying to escape the dungeon. So, what is this game? This game is a straight up, I don't want to say generic, but I would say all the usual suspects are here. It's a straight up platform game with, admittedly, some uh, uh, puzzle elements that range from interesting to annoying. Let's go there. Um, your character is a little cutesy guy in a, in a, in a uh, uh, fez mm-hmm. with a sword. And this game has a uh, an inventory system, which is that is probably the most unusual aspect of it. Um, it's funny thing about the inventory system. You've got this vast inventory slots. Mm-hmm. You got like twenty slots. Did, how many did you ever fill up? Two. By the way, let's just before we start, how far did you get in this game? I got past the first level. Okay, I beat the game. Okay. I I I, I put it on unlimited lives, mm-hmm. but I I went through everything. So my knowledge of this is now intimate. I beat the entire game. I never had more than like four things in my inventory. Mm-hmm. So either I'm an idiot. Now I did play this on Brain Dead. So maybe uh, if you advance the level somewhat. Well, one of the know. things you know, this this game gives you a completion percentage when you complete the level, and so it's possible to get through the game without finding all of the all of the stuff. Sort mm-hmm. of like Symphony of the Night. Mm-hmm. So, what do you do in this game? Well, you escape jail at first, and escaping jail uh, is a series of uh, leaps over pits. Uh, leaps over spikes, leaps over uh, uh, hanging uh, platforms. And uh, on the first level, you have to rescue a you have to rescue a prisoner. How do you rescue him? You've got to go get enough money to pay off a snake charmer. I don't want to spoil the game for anybody, but that's what you do. So this game has currency. Mm-hmm. Now the what gems. The, what, well, on those see this is this is where you since you only got to pass the first level, the currency is different on every level. I'm talking about the first level. Yeah. It's different on every level. So on the first level, you got your gems, mm-hmm. and one level you've got skulls. Uh, you also you collect all kinds of wacky stuff, uh, and this currency can be. It's sometimes I, I'm trying to remember if there's if it's used every level. I know it's used several times, but not like it's not like it's, you, there's no store where you get to go buy like secret moves. Right. And you just use it to get past. Uh, it's a it's used as a gate basically. Mm. Uh, on this level, for example, you to you have to buy a snake from a snake charmer, and the snake uh, is a. I even wrote this down because it struck me as so stupid. It's a rigid. It's snake. It's a rigid snake. Yeah. So you remembered it too. Yeah. And you and you go and use it as a crank right. to crank down a prisoner. And to be honest with you, one of the many things that I like about this game is that they could have easily taken the easy slackers way out, like in Super Frog, and just say you have to have this many things to get to the exit. But no, they actually worked it into the story. You know, you've got to be able to buy this item to be able to get past this puzzle to get through. Um, we mentioned that you have a sword. Uh, the sword. Uh, there's not a ton of like combat. No. I mean there's no. some guy again, I played on I don't know what level would you play on. I played, I played on, on easy or whatever the normal difficulty I played on, was. I think it was training. No, no, I, I was one above training. So yeah. um you you occasionally run into soldiers or other things you have to kill. And but also you have to use your sort of chop through walls, mm-hmm. dirt, some yep. stuff. Um what were your initial impressions, Boat? Uh happiness, glee I was so glad to be playing a great game for the Amiga. Um, you know, this game this game does so many things right. Um, this game is probably, like if you take Dizzy, the Dizzy series, uh-huh. and you make it better, 
you end up with a game like this. Because Again, send your hate mail to Bode. This game takes the inventory kind of puzzle-solving element of, of the Dizzy games, which was very unique and kind of trend-setting for the time. But then you, you get put into this world where your character actually controls pretty fluidly. Um, there's the, you, know, you go through all these different scenes. The stages are not overly long. Um, the customs thing at the end, you know, when you're when you're tallying up all your currency and all, yeah. you know, how much you did, I thought that was a cute touch. They could have easily just put up a blank screen like so many Amiga games yeah. and just say, "Well, well so done, many games move on." In general, do that, not uh, just Amiga. Games. Nothing like the Amiga, I can tell you that. Listen, um, I'm going to punch you in the Jimmy if you start going to bad mouth the computer. So anyway, the only bad thing about this game is that. Every game plays your... Sinbad Jr. acts like he's on ice at all times. Um, <laughs> Wait you get to the ice level. Yeah, yeah. I saw that because I watched the full playthrough and I was like, boy, if he was if he was acting slippery before, this must be a nightmare. Um, you know, your, your momentum carries you much further than you should be. If you play this game with a controller with the WHD load version, it maps all three buttons to a controller. So you've got your inventory on a button, your jump on a button, and your sword on a button. It makes it very fun to play. Um, I, my first impressions and my overall impressions of this game, excellent, excellent platformer, definitely in the top 10 platformers on the system. Not the Adams Family, not as good as the Adams Family. I'm not gonna totally disagree with you, but I am going to pull some stuff out into the, into the light from the darkness on this game. I know you're gonna talk about the shoot 'em up levels. I didn't get to those. Okay, for starters, uh, I, uh, Sam, uh, he, he, Sinbad Jr. controls well. Mm -hmm. Okay, I had no problems controlling him. I thought the game was fair for mm -hmm. the most part. I'll mm -hmm. get to that my beefs with it. I thought the game uh, went like you said. The levels aren't too long. The puzzle elements in this are interesting. There were a couple that I had to get help with, but for the most part, they're pretty interesting. And they and for the most part, they made sense. There right was, on the second level, I got really uh, I got really uh, flustered because I couldn't figure out what to do. And you're and you go to this lady who gives you a thimble, and you have to and I had, I had to go back and look at the playthrough. You have to collect this guy's tears in the thimble. I couldn't even tell he was crying. I thought he was spitting, mm. and, I, and so it never occurred to me that I would try to catch tears in a thimble. Mm -hmm. But you have to get the tears to water a plant to get out the level. That sucked. I I'd say that puzzle needs work because it did look like he was crying, and also it's a thimble. Why don't I give us a bucket or something? Right. You know, come on. Well, maybe that's part of the humor. This game well, maybe. Is, is said to have humorous elements. Well, um, the uh, I, 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 I couldn't figure out why the uh, in the customs office there was a there was a poster up that just said rabies. What's that all about? <laughs> I think that it's like when you go to a customs. Have you ever been to a customs office before? Uh, yes. At one time. Okay, so in a lot of customs, there's there's lots of posters that say, like, do not bring these things into our country. What well, would have you know? been funnier, it should have said Arabies. You get it? Because it's Arabian. That would be funny. See, you should have got a job at Chrysalis. I, I, I know. I, well, there you go. Um, so the first level I thought was pretty soft. I think the first level was actually probably my favorite level. Really? Yeah. The second level was okay. Here are some problems I had going forward because this game rapidly deteriorated the further mm. I got. Um, I like the second level, which is a forest level, and you um, and I'll, there were a lot of touches that we talk about when you jump up into the trees, leaves fall down. There's this game is tons of of cunningly placed secrets, uh, a la Mario or something, where you. 
and which is this game implements the secret areas very well. Yeah, absolutely. And they're fun. And sometimes the secret levels are it's the, you know sometimes the little secrets are challenging mm -hmm. too. You have to be kind of clever to get through them. Sometimes you don't get what you want. Uh, so the seek, I give an A plus to that. There are hidden areas. There are places you jump in. Like there's a on the underwater level. There's a pipe you jump in, and you can't see your character. So you sort of have to negotiate by feel mm. and sound. It was pretty cool, mm -hmm. okay? Um, the uh, uh, the fact that this guy has an idle animation I like. You know, if you don't touch the joystick, he just stands there doing something. Mm -hmm. He has one of those animations where he's getting ready to fall off the cliff. I like, you know, that's I like those little touches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chrysalis, I mean, they really looked at the popular platformers of the day and tried to emulate well, what was going that on. that is... There's that. Yeah, and I mean, that, that's exactly not, what you should do. They didn't reinvent the wheel here. No, let's put no. it that way. Now, the first boss, did you get to the giant? The first boss mm -hmm. is basically like a giant whack-a-mole. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't the best. Now, you then you go to this flying level. This is where the game really starts to go off the cliff. The flying levels in this are crap. That's you know reading all the reviews on Lemon and things that was universally despised. How do you botch that? That should be the easiest part of the mm -hmm. game. Now, I'll, I will say this. The um, the uh, the levels take place on a, when you're on a magic carpet, and the background has this sort of like uh, the sky going from Earth to space. Okay. And it's pretty. There's like a rainbow effect, mm -hmm. but you're zoomed way out, way way yeah, out. Yeah, your sprites your real small. Are real small, yeah. and and the, it just sucks, and it, and it just ends. There's no. Uh, until you get to the one with the end boss, but there's no like you're not trying to kill an X amount of people, or you're not. It just goes away, and the enemies that just repeat over and over, those suck. That's a missed opportunity, and and to me it seems like laziness to be mm -hmm. completely because you that should have been where another level was because right. this game's not very long, and so the, the, that was my one of my big gripes. Uh, the next level is you're on a you're on a boat, you know. The boat is, you know, you have to go around and kill. You have to fight these big, like, sl uh, squids to get fish. Get this guy to cook you a meal to get you out of the boat. All right, it's it's not the best. It's okay. It's a little more claustrophobic. It's probably the most claustrophobic uh, one. Then you get to the water level. The water level sucks. I didn't like it a bit. Now, luckily, it's not super long. Mm -hmm. It's just not very good. It and, follows in the long tradition of water levels being awful. Well, that's the, that's why when you yeah. said this, they looked at what everything else was, everybody else was doing, and did the same thing. That's listen. This game has a forest level. It's got a water level. Mm -hmm. It's got an ice level. You know, there's nothing new here. Right. This is they did not innovate that much. Now, there's a there's a level where you go into a, uh, get in a mine car and you go down this into this into the into the mines. You're in the minecart for a little while, but my minecart eventually I just it went away. So mm -hmm. I was just now, so you're just walking around the minecart level. That's not that much fun. No. So that level didn't do much for me. Um, then you're in a diamond mine. After that, the the one thing I did say again, little touch. They've got these um, they've got these conveyor belts in the mine, and in the conveyor belts, if you look underneath the conveyor belt, these turtles just moving as fast as their little legs can go to turn these. So it's a nice little artistic touch. Which I there, think, yeah. I always thought that was I thought that was pretty funny. The end boss in that level is this sort of like devil, and he's gonna have his son kill you or his buddy down at the bottom. And what you've got to do is you've got to uh, spin these wheels, like pipe wheels, you know, like open and close pipes, and water will come on the ceiling and hit the demon or the oh, devil. Okay. And if you get him wet enough, then he goes away. Uh, that's how that was work, yeah. probably the most clever boss they had. Then you've got more flying. So there's more than one. Now the flying at this one has a a, a dragon at the end. He's the easiest guy in this whole game. You can crush him easy. I didn't have any problems with him. Now, when you get to the last level, it's ice. All right? The ice level is just what you said. It is real tough to control. 
Now, I'll, I will admit there's some very interesting puzzle elements on this level using the ice and using these like sideways springs. Mm -hmm. You know how your guy can, if you take off running, you can duck and slide under stuff like Mario. Mm -hmm. On this level, springs will shoot you towards spikes. You have to sort of duck under them to get to, and you have to use that move to get to different rooms and stuff. And you have to build up enough speed and momentum to get enough speed to slide under there. Because if you slide halfway through, your guy will stand up and die. Right. So and this is another one of those games where anytime any kind of a crushing death is always an instant death. It doesn't take off your life. That's right, anymore. right. Because even with unlimited man you, or unlimited energy, I presumably you would just be killed. Mm -hmm. um, the last boss you fight is one of these guys. You kill him, then he comes back. You kill him, then he comes back. You kill him again. Mm. It was it was okay. It was no great shakes. And the end of the game is some more of that spotty animation of you kissing the princess. Game over. It's about four seconds of animation. Yeah. So. Uh, the game's a mixed bag, is what I'm saying. I think the first level was good. I, th the I think the first level was really good. The second level was good. The third and fourth levels are not that great. The 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 end level with ice. Why I admire the level design. It's it's real tricky, and the boss is real super brutal. The flying levels are crap, and so they they really weigh the game down. Yeah. Uh, the music is good. We should talk about that. What did you think of the music? I thought the music was okay. Really? I um, thought it was pretty good. I didn't think it was memorable. Like, I didn't walk away humming the tune mm -hmm. um, like I would in a truly memorable game. Um, but it didn't, the loop itself was pretty long, which is always the key. You know, I think that it went a minute or two without repeating. So I thought that was good. I also thought that it was good that the music changes on each level. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, for for an Amiga game, that's pretty good. You've got music and gameplay sound effects going on at the same time. You've got multiple tracks, and each level is a different song. That's like that puts it at the tippity top for this platform. Well, the flip side of that is there aren't that many levels. Okay. Well. And so you're talking what three, four songs? Okay. Not a big deal. Uh, you're also talking about. Uh, I mean, this game starts to have like seven levels. Well. If you, if you take away the hideous flying levels, it's very short. The playthrough, now I didn't get through it this quick. The playthrough that I that I looked at, they did it in like 48 minutes, I think. I, it took me considerably longer. And because you could also get lost on some of these levels, it can get kind of confusing. It's not the worst. I mean, you guys know me. I'm not the best platform player and I got through it. And it, I wouldn't even consider it that hard again. Well, you also had unlimited uh, unlimited everything. Um, no, just unlimited lives. So I got killed and got damaged like I normally would. I'm not saying, could I have beaten this game with no unlimited? No. But I'm just telling you, we've played a lot of Amiga games. This isn't the top half of the hardest. You can, oh, I mean, sure. On this level, you could have a chance. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's fun and it's fair. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, one thing they introduced on the second level are these little guys... They're sort of like bombs or whatever that goes get bombs. Mm -hmm. or those guys. They just walk around and they explode. Those guys suck and they're everywhere and they make a reappearance later on. I didn't like those. Also on this on the uh, those come on the third level or the fourth level. On the second level, these birds come out that are real tough to kill. I didn't like that because they're so small. Mm -hmm. So the enemy. I was never able to kill those. I just ran into oh, them and they them. died. Yeah. Well. I, well. Yeah. They hurt you. Yeah. I killed them. Uh, but uh, uh, the puzzle elements give this some unique flavor. The atmosphere the, and the setting give it some unique flavor. But overall, to me, this is sort of a... And by the way, if you're wondering what the AGA version's got that the uh, other version doesn't... And a, an additional 10 bucks on the purchase price. Well, it's, it. it's got, uh, it's got uh, uh, AGA graphics, obviously. And also what you get is uh, full gamepad support. Okay, so you can use the the uh, CD32's pad, mm -hmm. which is a good thing because this game has three buttons. Yeah. 
Uh, so, uh, but overall, uh, I will give this game. I'd say this is a, as they say in wrestling, this is a solid B plus player in my opinion. No yeah, more, no less. It's clear that you like this game much less than I did. Well, I mean, I, um, a B plus is good. Yeah, if you're looking for something that scratches the same itch as Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo or Sonic the Hedgehog, that kind of a game, but with an interesting puzzle mechanic where you have to get items and combine items together to, to progress through the game, it's not just a hold right and jump type affair. I mean, this game is... It's right up. There's not another game on the platform that controls this well, that looks this good, that sounds this good. There just I, isn't. I don't agree with you on that. Okay, tell me one. Well, I mean, you say that. Tell me one. You say that. I can't just say all off games. I think Prince of Persia is a, is a much better game. That's a totally different genre. Well, I mean, you it's you like, mocked it earlier. Well, I, can't, well, I, can't I didn't tell you it was it. a good genre. What about Yo-Jo? It does a lot of the same sort of stuff, and it's a lot of fun. It's not a lot of fun. You liked Yo-Jo. You can't even remember playing it. What about... Uh, uh, we've played a lot of, of of solid platformers over the years. Yeah, we have, but there's not that. that there's no other this games. What is that's so special? That's, I don't get it. Just it, to me, it's it's a slightly above generic, fairly well done game that have some hit or miss levels. I mean, is it better than say Super Frog? Oh yes, well, God man. yes. But what about like for example? I thought Robocod Two was a really good game. Robocod doesn't control as well as this game. With a platformer, control is everything. If you don't have good control, yeah, you can you forget about everything else. Yeah, but you just because it automatically gave you that second button. You so no, <laughs> no. I'm saying it because your guy controls like you think he should. He controls well. I mean, I will say that. Right. That, uh, uh, and, you, okay, so you take that. First of all, that's nine-tenths of the game right there. Then if you say, okay, now you've got to do something else besides just collect ten of whatever so you can get through the gate at the end. Because that's all like other, that. that's most other Listen, Amiga platformers like Lionheart that. is a perfect example of a, of a brilliantly done platform game. It's beautiful, has that, great music, and has good control. It does not have and good And is original. So there you go. There, if you wanted to, there you go. You wanted the best, you got the best. Um, I priced this sucker on, on. Oh, we should look over the reviews here because this thing got reviewed. Um, the uh, folks over uh, at Lemon gave this two scores. Uh, they gave it an eight for the uh, uh, eight and some change for the. Uh, for the uh, CD32 version and seven and some change for the uh, for the OCS ECS version. So what you've got here is a lot of reviews, sort of like what I said: uh, Amiga Action 82, Amiga Force 85, Amiga Format 80. But remember, this British grading scale, 80s uh, are great. Uh, Amiga Power 83, CU Amiga 86, the one a 90. Uh, so and the rest of these computing format power 85, 88, 88, 82. Enough said. It's it's and that's where I would put this somewhere in probably about the 82 to 85 level. That's not bad. That's not bad. You act like I'm killing it. I'm not. But I don't, I'm not going to exalt it because I, having played it, it it, there it are, deserves there, exaltation. There are, there are levels I didn't like. I mean, it is what it is. I, levels I didn't like. Any 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 final thoughts on this? Well, let's go over some of our own community's reviews. Well, hold on a second. Oh yeah yeah go ahead okay. yeah yeah yeah. So, um, Pixels at Dawn says a visually and audibly appealing platformer that always looked good in magazines back in the day. It has a decent difficulty curve once you master the traditional Amiga lack of friction. Will happily return and complete this game, although the birds in the forest level can frankly do one. Bam. 8.5 out of 10. Chris Folds says, What do you get when you try and combine the speed of Sonic with the finesse of Mario but don't have the skill to pull it off? This game. Wow. 
Decent graphics and sound, but overly floaty controls and weird, stupid side-on shooter levels are just plain bad. 5.5 out of 10. Wow. Who was that, Folds? That was Folds. He, I didn't get any Sonic vibe from this. Did you? Um, The underwater levels, maybe? Those were always the well, most annoying parts same, of Sonic yeah. games, yeah. Uh, Graham. Graham Vebke says, A fairly unoriginal plot spawns this run-and-jump game where your character wields a sword and tries to rescue a princess. The music suits the theme but can get repetitive, and the art is well-drawn with smooth animations. Level design is okay, and the puzzles aren't that difficult. Overall, this is a very confused game that tries to do multiple genres, but the shmup levels are dire. Five out of ten. Wow. Yeah. I thought this would give it a better score than that. Yeah. Man, Graham usually likes stuff, too. And finally, Duncan Styles, the dunk. He says, this is a fairly standard platformer wrapped up in good graphics, music, and effects. Every now and then it does something to mix things up, and there are lots of secrets to find, which is always fun. The inertia of your character will cause you issues, and something isn't quite right with the jumping. 7.5 out of 10. You know, it's they, several of those fellas mentioned the controls, the jumping. And I'm, I, I, listen, I, don't, I can't judge people. But I'm, and I, I'm certainly, it's funny because I say this. I think this is the difference between uh, people that are used to playing computer platformers versus people that are used to playing consoles. That might be true. That might be true. Because to me, this felt like any super, I mean, in terms of the way the guy controlled, mm -hmm. it felt like any Super Nintendo yeah. style. I felt the same way. You know, so um, I checked this out on the eBay boat because I know you're interested. I can see you're, you've got the money in your hand. By the way, I thought I have copies in Canada, so we could actually buy this if we wanted to. Um, if you want the CD32 version of the jewel case, the instructions and the CD, 20 to 40 takes it home. You might get lucky and get it a smidge cheaper, but probably around 20. If you want the big box ECS version, 40 to 50 bucks, and that's what they're selling for. Uh, all this in Europe, except for the one in Canada, which is CD32. You might get it for like 27 bucks, something like that. So this, I don't know if this got a, a release over here. I'm guessing since the Canadians have it, it probably did get an NTSC mm -hmm. release. Uh, but uh, the one I played was in PAL, so there you go. All right, well, we did forget one thing, and this is the second or third week in a row that we've forgotten this. Uh, I did want to plug some of your awesome new content on YouTube, Aaron. My awesome content? <laughs> yes. So you've been... When did, when did I make that? <laughs> you've been the league leader in terms of awesome videos here on the site lately. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about this video that you just put out about the Atomic Pie and City of Heroes? Well, this is this a couple of the videos I put out. I mean, they were simple videos I put it out. For, you know, I made a while ago that I picked up an Atomic Pie, thirty-five bucks. I couldn't say no. And uh, amongst the things I wanted to do with it was see if I could run City of Heroes on it, which I attempted to do last night in a very shaky, unprofessional video that I shot on my phone. Uh, but uh, and it worked ish, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, the funny thing is when you install uh, Windows 10 on the on the uh, uh, on the uh, Atomic Pie, mm -hmm. it leaves you with uh, well you have to go get a special version because the now the normal version won't let you really put it on anything less than uh, like 20 some gigs because mm. because Windows is a, a huge storage sucking scumbag. Mm -hmm. But I had to go get a special version. But anyway, long story short, I had about a gig of space left after I installed it. Uh, so this is running off of a USB drive, but it does work. You know, driver issues here and there, but it works. This is it playing City of Heroes. Uh, a lot of people have put uh, a uh, a Linux build on here and are using a emulation, and it does just as well as you would expect. It does a little. It does somewhat better than the uh, Raspberry Pi. Mm -hmm. Again, thirty. I like the idea that a thirty-five dollar computer can run a modern OS. 
Uh, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about this. I was talking to my buddy at work, and uh, these 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 cheap single board, tiny little computers are going to get better and better. And to the and much like uh, emulation, when it comes to arcade machines, it's going to get to the point where no one cares and it won't matter. Because now, I mean, I could stick a meme on this and I could show a bunch of footage of me playing video, but no one cares. Anyone can do that with anything at any time. I'm already bored. Just so I'm really that. just trying to figure out what I'm going to do with this. So if any of you folks listening to the Amigas have any idea what I should do with this Atomic Pie, mm-hmm. feel free to tell me. But I put a couple of videos up for that. One of them, how to run power, because this thing doesn't have any power inputs, as ludicrous as that is. Uh, we also, me and the Brent, have st- st- put a couple uh, um, ARGs up. Uh, in the past few weeks, we haven't really talked about. We did a, last week's show was on rhythm games. Uh, we did a couple of the like music games. We did and Brent picked Space Channel Five, and I picked DJ Hero Two. Have you ever played either one of those? No, I've not. I'm surprised you haven't played Space Channel Five Dreamcast. Yeah, you know, was, I was were you a, a Dreamcast. I was guy? into the Dreamcast, but I never played Space Channel. You 5. know about Ooh La La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember she was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought that your your whole discussion. Actually, I went into this episode thinking I was going to despise it. I thought it would be worse than the Xbox episode, but it actually was great because the story behind Space Channel Five and the whole delight thing and all that stuff real yeah. interesting. You know that Xbox game that one of my all time favorite games was featured on there. I mean, whether you don't like the Xbox, it's got that, that uh, test drive off uh, Eva Destruction game is really fun. Mm. Four players simultaneously. Mm. You should give that a shot. Uh, we did another show. Two weeks ago that we didn't talk about, and I'll be doing if I can remember what was. It? Did you remember what the the two week ago show was? The, I mean, uh, it was um, some other kinds of games. It'd yeah, be great if I could easily negotiate the YouTube <laughs> yeah, poor channel. Boat. Um, the uh, I will say, oh, there button was mashers. button mashes. It's funny we should cover that because we played a lot of uh, 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 of a. Track and Field esque game this mm-hmm. week for the Spectrum show, but on this one we cover uh, Track and Field for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred and the main event arcade game, which was uh, one I owned up until a few months ago, didn't I, Boat? You did, you did. Before I jettisoned it, I don't think I ever actually played main event though. Oh, wise you, decision. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will say the Track and Field game for the Atari, Brent was dead on. That, with that controller, was a lot of fun. You know, I didn't even realize there was a Track and Field port for the Atari. I've owned a million Atari games, and I've never once seen this come did across you, my, did, my did way. Did you listen to this episode? Yeah, man. I, so I, you know about the little controller, mm-hmm. and it would probably work on the Spectrum. I thought about that. Yeah. I went to go buy it from the place I last saw it, and it was gone. Ah. So I was disappointed. Uh, this week, if you're an ARG, we're going to be covering text games. And both the games we're covering, I believe, we're doing... There are Amiga ports of the games. Oh, wow. So if you want to watch more Amiga content coming on ARG this week, uh, but of course it's the text-based version. Yeah, yeah. Um, Now, Pixels at Dawn has uh, put up some uh, exclusive content related to the Southwest Amiga group. And actually, uh, Dave, one of the organizers, is here in the chat with us right now. Um, But anyway, uh, this is uh, the guy that made the uh, the Checkmate case. Man, these are so... These are so awesome. Isn't that awesome? I, I, I've been following this since Jump Street, and I've been like, I'm like, man, that looks so good. It's, they're doing it the right way, too. And I'm not just saying it, because I mean, I love it. I mean, yeah, we talked about this off air many times. I'm like, man, look at this thing. It's going to be awesome. So when I saw this pop up from the show, I was, I was pleased. <laughs> it's like we've had a little, got, little... I've developed some sort of t- cataract. There we go. <laughs> so, yeah, he's got uh, the whole talk from this guy up here, Stephen Jones. Now, is Stephen Jones is the same fellow that interviewed the guy from Cloanto? I believe. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, Somebody in the chat room stop me if I'm wrong. There can't here. be that many Stephen Jones. No, in the I mean, I just, I, I know. I mean, it's like I'm, having more than one Paul Harrington. It's, or pretty, Paul, Paul Kitching, I mean. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, so, 
Yeah, Jason says I'm right, so yeah. He's also put up a, a talk that Pixel Vixen did. Yes. Oh, this is not the right video. Good, good friend of the show. Yeah, uh, she did a tutorial on uh, Deluxe Paint um, at, over at Swag that was very well received. This video has gotten quite a, quite a few hits. And, uh, you know, Pixel Vixen's got a great way of teaching. She breaks things down. I've watched a couple of her live streams, and they're always entertaining. I'm not what you call an artiste. Well, you're a musical artist. You're, you're, your medium is music. That's true. That's true. But I appreciate the craft, as it were. And, mm -hmm. uh, and she is a master of the craft. Yeah. She, and she's good at, really good at explaining things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, not good enough to where I could draw anything. But I'm telling you, before the Amigathon, I'll be, I'll be going to be getting schooled up on all this deluxe paint stuff. So when it's time to go to war, I'm, I'm going to be ready with some art, yo. Are we ready to go? Cool. Not like last year where I looked like a, a complete idiot. <laughs> that never happens on this show. And I was that was I was humiliated. I definitely foresee another uh, D paint challenge at uh, Amigathon 2019. There was one more swag video too, where it's just like an overall tour. Right, right. Which was awesome. Yeah, that was another awesome one. Yeah, so that I, I highly recommend you watch that. The, and it got it was very very well received. You know, the best thing about that pixels did the the map, the drawing, the the line on the map that represented his travel thingy. I always wanted to do that. I wanted to do that with the bigger island. I couldn't figure out how to do it. I remember I'm him talking in Discord how difficult that was. Yeah. Yeah, That's what made yeah. it better. Yeah. Because when I watch it again, I'm like, man, I can see him struggling at the computer. You can appreciate with his hand it. like this on a drink and his hand going, no. <laughs> All right, Aaron. It's time to wrap things up. But before oh. we go, I've got to announce the winners of la two weeks ago's Patreon Song Challenge. We did not do the Patreon we Song Challenge cool last, week. last week. Yeah, we were doing episode 200. Um, Speaking of which, thank you all so much for uh, your your response to episode 200. It was a really fun show, so yeah. uh, we're we're hoping to, to start our next 200. Yeah, yeah. This oh, is episode man, one of our next 200. My God, in episode 400, what are we going to be covering? We were we found a basic game with a. <laughs> Stuck in the bottom of a dish caddy. <laughs> so last week's Patreon Song Challenge winners were Gary Hucker, Andy Craig, Terry Howard, Pac Billy, and Pixels at Dawn. The song was Old Time Rock and Roll. That's what that was? By Bob Seger. Man, I didn't get that. Where do you stand on Bob Seger? Bob Seger is like, I call he's like the Mendoza line of music. I sort of like him. I sort of don't like him. He's, he's like the gatekeeper of what I like. If you get, if you're better than him, you're in. Do you want to explain the Mendoza line for the, our European listeners that have no idea what uh, you're talking about? There's a fellow about? in the major leagues who who was a uh, this is a baseball, baseball major league player. Baseball. He his lifetime batting average, what was it, two sixty three or something? It was something like that. Like that yeah. And that's known as his name was Mendoza, and forever that's been known as the Mendoza line. If you're if you're hitting uh, for average under the Mendoza line. You got real problems. You're going down to the minors. I think it was like 230-something. I can't remember. I don't, yeah, 263 seems yeah, high. Because that'd be pretty good. pretty good, good yeah. So, so, but that, and so when you, when you, I don't think I've ever referenced that on the show before, but if you, if you're, if you are doing worse than Mendoza line, not good. But Bob Seeker, he's on the Mendoza line. He's got songs I really like and mm -hmm. songs I really hate. I sort of feel the same way. You know, sort like when I see him way. in concert, nah, nah. I'd see him if he was over at the, over at the regatta. I'd go for check free. him out. Yeah, for free. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He probably played over there, too. Probably so. Everybody's played over there. All right. If you know the answer to this week's Patreon song challenge, send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com. <laughs> what? What's that? Mindspace. Gary Heather for E-Lunch, Kate Fox, David Pickford. Oh, man. <laughs> that was quick. 
Cameron Armstrong, Andy Jones, Lobster, Terminator, Craig McClellan, Tim and Amiga, Educast, Counting Virtual, Sheep, Bernard, Quinn, Retroman, Cave, Tim, Drew, Simon, Rose, Joseph, Harrison, Kyle, Ed, Rob, O'Hara, Howard, Nibs, Matthew, Lara, Moore, Andy, Craig, Sean, Zoe, Darren, Lou, Max, Colin, 419, Barkbit, Roland Burke, Andrew Monks, Joe the Zombie, John Cook. Dan Ross, Leaf Kalan, Alan Kebab, Chekote, Level Lord, John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRose, Shakripa, Dead Boy, Figgy C to Z, The Slow, North Stephen, Sorgon Mortensen, Edwin Helen, Blender 75, Christopher Hassel. Ravi Abbott, Chris Folds, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Giroux, Graham Vebke, Landonson, Adabatis, B. O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Tips from the Crypt, Josh Nan, Adam Bradley, Jonas Ruler, THT, Eric Nelson, Kim, Tommy Humbert, Stad, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Warren's Pixels of Dawn, and Kyob, your environment. Yeah. yeah. How many times was Kebab in there this time? Kebab, only there once this week. You know, you reminded me of something when you mentioned Ravi in there. We should mention that uh, a, a meeting of some of our favorite people happened this week where the guys over at Retro Hour interviewed the Guru Meditation That's guys. right. I should have stuck that in so the news. If you are a, if you're a Retro Hour Guru Meditation fan, uh, check that out. Uh, and those guys are, you get those four together, it's crazy time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Crazy Amiga time, anyway. Speaking of crazy Amiga time, Aaron, yeah. next week a game I've wanted to play literally for years has finally come up on the docket. For years? For years. We have been doing this for years, so that's possible. It is very I, it's possible. hyperbole. Years and years. All right, what do you got? Megalomania, the Man. game that launched a thousand populists. I've heard a lot about this mm -hmm. game. Is, is this going to be hard for old A? No, no. This is. I think this is a pretty, pretty low-key deal. Okay. I've never played it and know nothing about it, so you can take my so opinion for this, what you this will. This is not some sort of shooter, is what you're saying. No. This is one of those navigate menus and, and delegate authority. And it's a thinking man's game. Oh, man, this is, I'm the worst at those. 